Welcome to Hometown Horrors. I'm Leanne, your host and creator. Welcome to November. I hope you're enjoying this weather. Just a few things to get out of the way before we start this episode. If you have any case submissions, questions, ideas, you just want to drop in and say hi, you can send me an email at hometownhorrorstn at gmail. You can also follow me on Instagram at hometownhorrors, Twitter at hometownhorrorstn. And I keep saying this every episode, but I am working on TikTok. Um, seems to be really successful for a lot of true crime people, and I'm, I'm trying to work on that. I'm older, and I'm not great at this, so I'm having my daughter help me make it look good and, and be bring awareness and, and everything it needs to do. So I am getting that getting that together. I keep saying that, but I really am working on it. Um, there will, there's a, of course, a blog post that goes along with this as there always is with every episode. Let's see a few other things. There are going to be at least two episodes this week, maybe three and a bonus episode. Um, I'm hoping to do a bonus episode on some updates to the Summer Wells case. If you're not familiar with that, that was one of my first episodes. You can go back and listen to, that was just the basic information in that first episode. There's been a few things come out, not a lot. Unfortunately, there's not a lot out there right now, but they were, her parents were on Dr. Phil last week. I know, I roll for Dr. Phil. Um, I'm not real, still real sure how I feel about him, but there was a lot of information that was kind of brought forward and it didn't make the parents look very good. I mean, they didn't make themselves look very good. Um, so if you get a chance, I think it was on um, NBC, you can probably go on Peacock and uh, their streaming service and and watch it or YouTube. I'm pretty sure YouTube has the videos. I believe I've seen that on Twitter. But take a look at that. It, it was really informative. Um, and again, didn't paint them in the best light. You can draw your own conclusions from that. Everything is an opinion right now. There's been no evidence of anything. But I will probably, the bonus episode is probably going to be about that and some things that were mentioned in that episode that even I haven't heard about. And I'm always digging around and stuff around here. Um, and I have connections of people that dig around and stuff. And I just, I haven't heard of a lot of things that they mentioned on there. So I've been looking into that and that bonus episode is probably going to touch on that a little bit. Um, I usually try to do one episode a week, but I'm trying to catch up from last week and I am going to make up for next week because next week is Thanksgiving and I won't be posting an episode next week so everybody can spend time with their family and have lots of good turkey and whatever your traditions are. Also, uh, let's see what else, housekeeping, Patreon. If you want to go join my Patreon, there's a few levels, not very expensive. Um, each level gets you something different. I'm thinking about tweaking them a little bit. Um, I started this Patreon about six months ago, probably had no idea what I was doing. So I'm going to play around with it. If you have any ideas of what you would like to see as a patron that just let me know, you know, send me a, a DM or an email. Let me know what would bring you in and 
let you um, or make you want to contribute to the podcast and blog? What would make you want to be a patron? Just let me know. Right now, it's like contest, merch, bonus episodes, behind the scenes stuff, things like that. If you can think of something else that you would really like to see, I'll add that in there. I'm very open to suggestions about things like that. Right now, there is a contest going on for anybody that contributes through Patreon, the listener donation button through the podcast, or Venmo, anything like that. Any amount of donation will get you entered into this contest to win a cozy November gift set. Um, It's going to just have some cute little cozy stuff in it, Starbucks gift card, nice little things like that. So head over there. Um, Details will be on social media. I'll put them in the show notes. And I would appreciate any donations, anything like that. It, It helps with expenses like printer ink and internet and all kinds of things. Christmas is coming up, so that would be nice to to help out with Christmas gifts and all those things. So any paper, you know, any expense that you can think of as far as running a business like this research, um, subscriptions to newspapers and which online newspapers, I try to subscribe to them because they don't, you know, the newspapers don't get a lot of subscribers anymore because everything's online so I do try to subscribe to those and help them out a little bit GoFundMe anytime there's a GoFundMe with the cases that I cover I try to contribute a little bit or if they're you know selling t-shirts or something like that I try to to buy that just to to help if I can any way that I can help these families I'm going to do sharing their stuff giving a little bit money to help them hire the appropriate people Um, Because when you have a missing loved one or someone who um, has had a wrongful death, it's really expensive to to follow that. So any money that you can contribute, I would greatly appreciate. I think that's it for now um, as far as housekeeping goes. Today I am going to cover the missing case of Amanda Jones from Hillsboro, Missouri. So let's get started on that. 26-year-old Amanda K. Jones went missing from Hillsboro, Missouri on August the 14th, 2005. Amanda was eight and a half months pregnant when she disappeared. Amanda is a white female with brown hair and blue eyes. She is five foot eight and at the time of her disappearance, weighed about 215 to 225. Amanda has a dolphin tattoo on her left breast. She was last seen wearing a pink sleepless top, a white skirt with flowers, pink sandals, and she was carrying a pink purse. I found in my research that Amanda loved the color pink. So she was the day she went missing, she was all decked out in the color pink. Amanda wears glasses, but she was wearing contacts when she went missing. According to the FBI website, Amanda has a medical condition um, that was not named in any of the research that I found. So I'm not sure what exactly the medical condition was. It, It wasn't named. Amanda went missing on August the 14th, 
2005. After church that day, Amanda went to meet with the alleged father of her unborn baby at Hillsboro Civic Center around 1 p.m. During the meeting, she answered a call on her cell phone from her former sister-in-law. Amanda has not been heard from or seen since the meeting with the alleged father. Ron Westfall is his name. And it's all alleged. He's, you know, not been arrested or anything. Um, The short phone call with her former sister-in-law was the last time she was heard from. Some possible suspects that were mentioned in the research that I did. Scott Jones was listed, um, Amanda's ex-husband and the father of her four-year-old daughter. He was questioned and then ruled out. Jones was cooperative with investigators and there were not any reports of any recent problems or custody battles, anything anything like that. So Scott Jones was ruled out. Police do not believe that Amanda left on her own. She was happy. She had her daughter, her family. She was getting ready to welcome a new baby. The only problem seemed to be the alleged father of her unborn baby, Brian Westfeld. And here's some information about Brian. Westfeld was the last person to see Amanda. It was reported that, I'm sorry, Westfall. Westfall was not excited about being a father. According to a report, Amanda's parents said that Westfall offered to pay for an abortion. Also reported was that Westfall had a long-term girlfriend when he and Amanda got together. Westfall and Amanda met at a Christmas party in 2004. The relationship did not last long and they did not have contact again until February of 2005 when Amanda called to tell him that she was pregnant. In in August 2005, Amanda called Westfall and they decided to meet to discuss the baby. They met at the Civic Center around 1 p.m. Westfall told authorities that he and Amanda talked for about an hour Then she returned to her car and he went back inside the civic center where he was volunteering that day. He claims he saw Amanda about three hours later, parked in a different area of the parking lot, talking on the phone. Amanda's cell phone records indicate she only had a very brief phone call with her former sister-in-law. The air conditioning in Amanda's car was broken And authorities find it hard to believe that a woman who was 34 weeks pregnant could sit in a car with no air conditioning on a hot, humid day during August in Missouri for three hours. From personal experience, let me tell you, she was not sitting in a car with a broken air conditioner that pregnant in in the in southern humidity it's just and heat it's just terrible when you're that pregnant you don't even want to walk outside when it's that hot so she was not sitting in that car for three hours just miserable when amanda did not return home her parents reported her missing later that night amanda's blue 1997 pontiac sunfire was found unlocked and abandoned in the civic center parking lot her purse wallet, keys, and cell phone have never been found. 
Wes Ball is described as a person of interest. At the beginning of the investigation, he cooperated, but then he hired a lawyer and stopped talking to investigators. The last search for Amanda was in 2019 when the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office searched near the Hillsboro Civic Center where Amanda had last been seen. The search included excavation with an anthropologist and cadaver dogs present. The search brought no new information. In January 2021, a highly visible electronic billboard went up in the St. Louis area, hopefully renewing attention to Amanda's case. There is up to a $20,000 reward for information leading to the location of Amanda and her unborn child and or for information leading to the identity of the person involved in their disappearance. If you have any information, please contact your local FBI office. The sources I used, I got a lot of my information from the FBI website um, and fox2now.com, which is a local station in Missouri. The other sources will be listed on uh, the blog. And I want to say a special thanks to the Facebook group, Justice for Missing and Unsolved uh, Missouri, for bringing this case to my attention. Someone from that group had contacted me. Um, There's a lot going on in Missouri. And I'm trying to go through a lot of different cases. So for a while, you're going to see cases that are out of Missouri um, because there's a lot going on there that needs to be covered. A lot of questions um, about a certain county. You'll, You'll see it unfold as each case comes up. You'll see similarities and things like that. So that's all I have on that. Any, you know, sources that you want to look at. The pictures of Amanda are also on the blog. There's a link to that in the show notes. Take a look at it. If you have any information about her, please contact your local FBI office. If you have any questions, you know, feel free to email me. If you have a case you want me to look into, email me. And that's all I have for today. Everyone stay safe.